You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we have a lot to talk about this week. Um, We're not going to talk about the Bound for Glory results because we will get into that in a separate show, seeing as I haven't watched it yet because I work. But we will talk about what we did on our scorecards against pro wrestling scorecards to see if we made any type of comeback. Usually impact is our show. We'll let you know. But we are going to be talking about Hell in a Cell today. We are going to be making our pro wrestling scorecard picks for <coughs> that. And we will also have Mikey watch the Jericho MG- MJF duet live here on the show. You're going to get a live reaction from me. We're going to do all that this week on... Professional wrestler and professional podcaster Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is the Smoke Show, Scarlet Bordeaux. What's up, guys? The After Machine, Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to the art of wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to. And you're listening. And you're listening to. You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Break it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening, you are watching, you are paying attention to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. You all muted ever- off. I don't know why you're muted. Anyways, I'm Z. Tonic <laughs> 19. Listen, lady. And me, the all Mikey one, Mikey himself. Smitty, you seem really uh, enthused today, sir. You, you, you get a lot of sleep last night. You're, uh, you didn't get too much of a, uh, you know, get a good, good rest. When I swiped over, all I seen was him doing this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks uh, like that he's got just not having a good weekend. Because <laughs> mm, you shaved your face. That's what it is. Yeah. Even Zoom doesn't want to acknowledge your hair. He's <laughs> flickering in and out. <laughs> How can you not have a good weekend? You saw Bound for Glory last night. It was a great show. From what the little bits and clips I saw, I was kind of busy. Well, that's what you get for working. Stop having a job, nerd. Yeah, but I need money. And some bullshit. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Bound for Glory, our uh, picks, basically. Um, Bound for Glory has been 
really highly touted as a good show. A lot of people are giving it all of the credit in the world. And that's awesome because if there's anything that Bound for Glory uh, Impact should be getting, it's all of the credit in the world. I mean, think about it. Your X Division champion, Rohit Raju, is going all over all kinds of stuff. He's been featured in Sports Illustrated and stuff. Like, look, man. I'll put him over to the moon because obviously he's our first guest. He's a friend of the show. And now he's doing spectacular in impact, but he's getting a lot of press. Impact is getting a lot of press. Ken Shamrock had a hall of fame ceremony last night and he was inducted by none other than Dwayne, the rock Johnson. And you're goddamn right. They said the rock Johnson on there because he owns his own name. So they're bringing in stars who are huge from WWE into there. So it's getting a lot more uh, looks. And the show that they put on with those looks that they're getting will only bring in more fans. We're going to talk about the entire show as an entirety uh, a little bit later, but let's talk about our scoring. So we, um, for lack of a better term, have been getting our asses kicked by pro wrestling scorecards. Like if we had... We've made some adjustments. That was the first half. We're we're on the second half now. <laughs> so we go in and we're like, God damn it. These fuckers are kicking our asses. Mother dick. His what words. We... Not... <clears throat> what? That his words, not mine. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we were honest. Letting them win because we felt so bad for beating them three times in a row that we just kind of gave them, you know, it kind of like a handicap in bowling. They needed a lot of points to keep up. <laughs> and a lot of points they got <laughs> uh, until last night last night uh, we made a spectacular return to the scores uh, I won overall in the pro wrestling scorecard versus BDR group for this with 47 points for bound for glory uh, Z second place 45 points with um, bound for glory Walt came in third place with 44 points uh, then Michael from Pro Wrestling Scorecards got 43 points. Jess got came in fifth with 42 points. Nick running on this, coming up in sixth with 40 points. Uh, Mario and Smitty tied uh, for seventh with 34 points. Oscar came in ninth with 29 points. And Daniel scored 23. How does someone score 23, you may ask? That low? Well, Daniel forgot to fill out an entire match. Oh. now i'm not saying that would have done much of a difference but because i don't know what match it was i he i remember he just texted me you can pull up his card card and figure it out i could i'm not going to but i could (laughs) i don't know how many there we go daniel uh big fat Uh, he didn't fill out the, the gauntlet match. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he could have jumped. I mean, he's in the middle of the pack, though. Even if he got, let's say, 20 points on that match, he still would only had a 43. Which would have tied him with Michael at fourth. Right. Okay. But again, knowing our, I think fourth gets eight points. I think it's 15, 12, 10, 8. So he would at least got eight points. Right. And. Because of that, so yeah, I got 15 points. ZU scored 12 points for us. Walt scored 10 points for us. Uh, eight points went to Michael. Six points went to Jesse. Uh, 
four points went to Nick. Smitty and Mario tied with three. Sleeves get and a half. Okay, yeah. And then, uh, no, they they each get three points. That's what happens when you tie. You get the points for that number. <laughs> what? They basically just cancel each other out. Like, it's like yeah. we got zero points for that portion on either team. Yeah. Uh, one point went to Oscar and then uh, – and zero points went to Daniel. Now, what does that do for the overall scores for us? Well, we ended up scoring 44 total points for Bound for Glory. They scored 18. And now the grand total is Pro Wrestling Scorecards 132, breaking down the ring 123. We are nine points behind them, and we're hoping to get $100 for the charity of our choice. Now, boys, tonight, tomorrow, some point this week, we need to announce, well, we will be announcing our charity for sure next week on Breaking Down the Ring. So if you tune in next week, you will find out where Pro Wrestling Scorecards is going to be donating $100 to next week. Now, I have to ask you, obviously, I don't want to go into it, but give me your overall rating. Wait, who has everyone watched Bound for Glory outside of me and Smitty? Okay, and we're not going to even talk about it. We'll go with the rating and everything. Um, <clears throat> are you... Excited for Hell in a Cell tonight, Nick. Yeah, I, I, I am. There's a couple good matches with some good storylines. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Surprisingly. Oh, what about you, uh, Z? I, uh, I'm actually excited for this pay-per-view. Um, I don't know. Just there's a plethora of good. Every match on this card has potential not to you know not to necessarily steal the show but there's a lot of key matchups here especially uh going forward and kind of seeing what they're going to do after you know next week when their contract's up and we might get more of a live crowd again so it'll be it should be fun to watch plus randy and drew in a cell i mean no i know it's not going to be no john moxley eddie kingston bloodbath but it has potential to be a pretty gruesome fucking match with both of them coming out looking like, you know, Randy's already a star, but it's just going to win or lose. This match should elevate Drew, period. So that should be interesting to watch. Smitty, what are your thoughts on this, Mr. I hate WWE? It's not that I hate us right now. Like, as a, as a follow-up, for Bound, you're following up Bound for Glory at this point, so... Why are you comparing the two? Why are you comparing the two? They're two completely different styles of wrestling and company. It's like it's one of those comparing apples to oranges thing. Just the only similarity is both are fruit. I enjoy Impact more than I enjoy WWE, so I don't go in with too much high expectations. I like I like how you just you quit there. You're just like I have nothing to say. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's what I'm thinking is boys we'll do our picks and then I'm going to watch this uh MJF thing MJF Chris Jericho eight minutes of my life that I I will never want back because I'll be happy I donated it to AEW four I've watched it four times <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like it's absolutely wonderful like it is it's not pro wrestling it, 
sports entertainment, but it's God, it's Jericho to a T. Every every special he's ever done. I mean, this one takes the cake in the way they tap into real life talents for both of them to do it. Amazing. Like if you haven't seen it, I know Mikey hasn't, but I'm talking to our listeners out there. If you haven't seen it, it's about eight minutes long and it'll be the best eight minutes you've seen of a wrestling product in maybe a decade. See, that's the thing we've, we've always talked about with, with Jericho. Jericho is entertainment. If you're, if you're a fan of Jericho in any of his, uh, points of his career he's been entertaining wcw the that's where the list began uh arm bar and the right? roof <clears throat> and the what? great the security guard rufus and it was just security sharpied on a belly right. shirt like that was great it's he's entertaining people then he comes into wwe and the first thing he does is go up against the rock for his promo entertaining the whole bringing him in entertaining and things he's done over his career in WWE, even most recently with the festival of friendship spec fucking tacular stuff that was given the second place on WrestleMania card match. That's why he fucking hates WWE now. Makes sense to what he's doing even now in AEW. It's a spectacle to expect Jericho to do anything less than what he's always done and just shit on it. It's stupid. It's what he does. And it, <clears throat> I don't like giving credence to people who are pieces of shit, but we'll talk a little bit about it after I watch this. Um, and how apparently Jim Cornette went into some fucking 20 minute rant regarding this. So we'll talk about that after I watch this, but let's go into our hell in a cell picks right now. Nick, you're the champion. Oh, for now. Yeah. until like midnight tonight. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you suck. Sorry, bro. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. I don't. It's fucking reality, man. Carrying this team for two months. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) We're back now. All right, calm down. (laughs) 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 Bring it down to earth here. Right. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Mister. Carrying this team for two months. No, I'm definitely going to lose. <laughs> That's all right. We still love you. So five matches and the extra of the match positioning is all we have to pick for this evening. Uh, Smitty, we're going to start with you, then Z, then me. Actually, no, I'll start me, Smitty, Z, and then we'll rotate it around. Uh, first match, Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Uh, feeling the flack for not running over Elias. Apparently he should have ran Elias over. Um, you know, it sucks, man. That's what happens when you don't run somebody over. They end up wanting to beat your ass for not running them over. Uh, cause someone else set them up. God damn it. Uh, Nick, talk a little bit about this buildup for this match, man. Does it make any sense to you? Because God damn it is fucking going right over my head. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit, only because, you know, Elias has this idea in his head that Hardy hit him with a car, even though Jeff is saying he didn't. Um, I would like to, if Jeff Hardy really didn't hit him with the car, I'd like to find out who did. Seamus. Um, huh? Seamus, it's already been said. Seamus set him up. 
Yeah, it was 100. Oh. They, when Jeff Hardy and Sheamus had their fucking battle, Sheamus admitted that he was the one driving the car and pouring the liquor all over Jeff Hardy. Oh yeah, yeah, I dude, I totally forgot about that. Holy shit! See, that's what WWE is hoping <laughs> is that some people like that are like, I don't remember at all because it was so stupid. Wow. wow. Yeah, Sheamus um, was the one that hit him with the fucking car. That's why this doesn't make sense. Dude, I totally. <laughs> well. <laughs> So well, well, even more so than I'm just kind of like, you know, I can do without this match at, at that point. I'm I'm kind of glad to see Elias back, but I can do without the match now knowing that. For sure. No, see, guys, what happened was when Elias was hit with the car, he got a closed head injury and has no short term memory. So he just relives the same day <laughs> and over. And in his head, Jeff Hardy really did hit him no matter how many times it's been proven otherwise. He doesn't remember. He wakes up the next day still thinking Jeff Hardy hit him with the car. God, get behind the logic, guys. Oh, that's right. He's Drew Barrymore and Jeff Hardy is Adam Sandler. Far, 50 like, first dates. Oh, wait, it did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right, man. You got Tim Horton, so fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> try the new bag of bites. They're pretty good. Man, but, uh, uh, Holly, go get us Tim Hortons. Okay. Um, Z, what about uh, what are you thinking with the buildup of this match? Oh, um, yeah, we got, I, we're gonna talk the matches too, bro. Instead of just making picks. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't really care because <laughs> I mean, same reason you guys are at. Like, I already know that Sheamus came out, admitted it. It was set on TV. So going about it at this angle is really dumb. They should have just had Elias come back as a heel and Jeff Hardy interrupt him. I mean, going back to this whole getting hit by the car angle, if you're going to go after anybody, it should be Sheamus. Shameless. (laughs) Well, therefore, I mean, uh, like you guys are saying, it's dumb. It should be a decent match, but um, as far as following a lot, along psychologically with a storyline like i I can't do it i can't even suspend my disbelief like that to invest into it so hopefully it's the pre-show match all right smitty um i'm gonna regret regret asking you this uh your thoughts on the build of this match and everything stupid you already pretty much already beat this dead horse it's like we all know seamus did it and right now, just feel like they're just—it's uh, pretty much just to keep Jeff Hardy in the program, and with returning Elias. That's all it is. Which I'm fine with Jeff Hardy and Elias being involved in something, right? Like even even if it wasn't just about you hit me with the car, if it was more of dude, you were involved in this. I'm pissed off. If you were uh, better at, you know, handling your alcoholism and stuff, someone couldn't have taken advantage of you like this. Like if you just at least make it make sense, I'll give you Elias wanting to beat Jeff Hardy's ass, right? Like you let Seamus bring you into this because you're a fucking addict and everything. If you didn't have all these problems, he wouldn't have been able to, you know, make it look like you did this, your past, your mistakes, your choices, I'm mad at you, not him for taking advantage of a situation. But also, weren't we already talking about how they were kind of already going too far, uh, bringing Jeff Hardy's addiction into the the story? See, that's but what they were doing with Jeff Hardy's addiction, bringing it into the story. I um, it was 
it, it was the hitting him of the car, right? And we, I agree with that. You're like you're, you're kind of pushing an edge, but to have Elias come in, like if, if, if it was something I just said, if it was, you've made all of these choices in the past, you're like the boy who cried wolf. And it angers me that you have made all, and you just think it's fine. You you're quitting these scenes. That's a great thing, but it doesn't mean that your past is made up for. I'm pissed off at you because it was, I couldn't get justice when I needed justice because of how you acted in your past to right now. Like that would be spectacular, right? Because then you're not really calling his addiction into a, uh, in, into play. You're kind of going, dude, stop thinking that you're above everything because, or, you know, stop thinking you're above everything because you've cleaned your act up. It doesn't make you a better person. You still have to atone for all of this shit, which is why it's like the boy who cried wolf right now. That's not really going to his addiction. It's more of going into, you know, a hierarchy of attitude, which Jeff doesn't have because he's super humble. But that doesn't mean the heel needs to acknowledge that. WWE could make things so much easier on themselves if they just listen to us. Logically. Booked logically. Make it make sense. It's pro wrestling, so it doesn't have to make sense. That's have said. It just has to make sense. Somehow. It has to be so, right. It just has to be something that people can buy into. If I can't buy into it, it's like a fucking... Z and I well, talk about a lot about this but, because we're adults. It's like stocks. If we can't buy into it, we're not doing it. We're leaving it the fuck alone. Uh, I actually have the opposite problem. If I believe in it, I shouldn't invest in it because it only loses me money when I believe in it. But that's a completely different topic for a completely different show. Um, Why well, I with, dropped my WWE stock. Uh, I didn't because it's going to boom back. It's uh, like the recreational marijuana that tanked that I was like, Ooh, yeah, no, no, not, not so good. Um, anyways, uh, with, with this, I mean, you get Jeff Hardy's addiction. So you get your touch of realism, you get your, you know, people, millions of people in your crowd. So some of them can probably relate to said situation of having to get sober or having to change your life. So, I mean, you draw people in that way. And that touch of realism, the rest of it, all you got to do is connect the dots. It just has to slightly make sense. You already, it already feels real to some people. So you, you'll have, you know, Still real to me, people, damn it. Right. But you'll have more people invest their time in this match. Like, oh, like I could relate to this. Like I had demons. I need to overcome my demons. I've, I've been set up because of my addiction and looked down on, you know, like you, you draw more people in that way. Um, but again, this doesn't make any fucking sense. So I, I mean, that's fine. Like I, as a child, I don't even believe I would be watching this being like, well, why? We already know Seamus hit him with the car. Especially if I'm a child that watches it every fucking week, I'm going to remember what you did six weeks ago. Like, it's not like you did it three years ago or 10 years ago. You did it fucking back in what? August, June, like no. four months ago. Was it that long? No, I, yeah, it was like right after WrestleMania because Elias had the WrestleMania match. So it's like April, May, well, April. Six months ago. Yeah, that month ago. Still, yeah. COVID, yeah. COVID yeah. season. Fucking years ago. So maybe that's what they're relying on because April took five years for for it to finish. So maybe they're like, yeah, this happened six years ago. No one's gonna remember that Sheamus hit him with the car. I didn't. I mean, okay, twenty five percent of us didn't remember. 
Okay, so 75% of the audience thinks it's stupid, while the 25%, I guess, I guess ignorance really is bliss. <laughs> so, Nick, I got to ask you, I mean, obviously, I, you were talking about it a little bit before I just uh, blew, every, blew your mind. What, before realizing that it was Seamus that hit him with the car, what were your thoughts on this? <clears throat> you mean, like, insinuating that I thought Jeff Hardy hit him with the car? No, no, because you were saying that you okay, Jeff Hardy saying that he didn't hit him with the car, so we got to find out who did. So what what were your thoughts going into this match, not remembering that Sheamus hit him? That it started to come out that Sheamus was the one that hit Elias. Not a whole lot, because honestly, like I said, it doesn't really. I can't really buy into it. It's not something that I'm invested in. It's just kind of fodder, for lack of a better word. I don't have something to drink. Yeah. I got coffee. Oh, God damn it. I got to go get a Pepsi. All right, I'll go get a Pepsi. Keep talking and I'll be right back. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it's not something that I was heavily invested in, so I really haven't put that much thought into it. Um, you know, unfortunately, I wish I had a, a better a better answer for that, but I don't. Now that I know that Seamus was involved, I guess I'm a little more invested in it because that, in my mind, makes sense at just just that part of it um but the rest of it still doesn't yeah all right so let's make our picks for this match i'll start it off i have elias going over by pinfall four near falls uh yes to the guitar used as a weapon shit man maybe i should make jeff hardy win by dq and that'll keep this going for a little bit yeah that's what i'm gonna do i'm switching around there it is, folks. Jeff Hardy, disqualification, four near falls. Yes, the guitar will be used as a weapon. No, the match won't be over 10 minutes. Smitty. I'm having a little bit of trouble with my internet right now. I had it pulled up. Yeah, we know you have a lot of trouble with your internet. Z. Um, I have... Jeff Hardy, win- All the time Jeff Hardy winning by pinfall with six near falls. The guitar will not be used as a weapon. Okay, hold on. So the guitar being used as a weapon, right? That's from bell to bell. Uh-huh. So it ha- if it happens, bell so to bell. happens yes. after the bell is rung at the end of the match, then it doesn't count as a weapon used. So, Correct, because it doesn't say anything. So I'm going with I'm going the, I'm going with no. The guitar will not be used as a weapon, and yes, the match will be over ten minutes. Okay, Smitty, uh, your internet bring your picks back yet? I'm about to go ahead and just go through my PlayStation, but uh, I believe I had Jeff Hardy. Nope. We'll we'll ask Nick. You go ahead and get your stuff pulled up so we can get it for you. You get your protect your specific ones, uh, Nicholas. I have. I actually just made the change. Uh, Jeff Hardy by disqualification <laughs> with five near falls. I uh, I did have the guitar used as a weapon, and um, match will not go over ten minutes. Why are you doing Jeff Hardy by disqualification? Just out of curiosity, because uh, Elias is going to hit him with a fucking guitar. That's right, exactly no, why. I, I, I get it. But who's to say it won't be behind the back? I'm just trying to be a coach here so we can actually take the victory. And if both of you pick disqualification and one doesn't happen, we just lost double the points. 
is mine. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like or, Elias just doesn't give a shit right now. Like his only yeah. purpose is to beat the fuck out of Jeff Hardy. The win doesn't matter to him. So. All right. Cool. I'm in the I'm in the same boat, man. Uh, the way I look at it is, you want to just kind of maybe keep this going for some sort of something. Uh, Elias just came back. You don't want to get a true pinfall on Elias yet, because the one thing that WWE does is protect people that they really like, and Elias is somebody WWE really likes, right? So for him coming back, obviously they like Jeff Hardy as well. The best outcome and scenario of this is that it's Elias disqualifying himself, in my personal opinion. No, it's not. What do you think it is? Let me let me offer you a different angle. Jeff Feel free to offer. Jeff Hardy r- wins by roll up, which pisses Elias off even more. Who then hits him with the guitar after the match, still carrying on the feud. I I don't know, man. I am just so. Yours is logical. Mine is not as logical. They're probably no. going to go fine. Yours is more logical, actually, because uh, it's WWE. <laughs> And the most devastating move in WWE is the roll-up. And and the and the most devastating weapon, because apparently they have stock in kendo or kendo sticks. Yeah. Smitty, do you have your picks yet? Or are you uh just you know searching the internet? <sighs> is it there he is. I'm pulling up on my PlayStation browser right now. Okay. So moving on. I, I don't. I, okay. I don't want to move on. I want Smitty's picks. Here we go. Oh, you can't look at the picks yet? No, not until after the show starts. So that way you can't copy off anybody. I tried. Smitty, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Let's see. This is on that. I don't want to lose this. Yeah. I'll just wait for you, Smith. Oh, no, I can do that. No, nope, it's not saved on that. Fucking Smitty, man. All right. You know what, Smitty? Just go on for, just go on for a second. When I pull it up, I'll let you know. Because I'll like, some PlayStation browser. If, if his internet on his phone won't let him pull it up, what makes you think the internet on his PlayStation? Because it's I'm probably, trying to figure out why. It's not the internet on my phone. It's my internet on my netbook that's down. Yeah, but why don't you just pull it up on your phone? Like, you can keep the video going. That's what Z does all the time. And how is a – what the hell is a netbook? Is that your laptop? Sure. There's a difference between a netbook and a laptop. Okay. Explain. <laughs> Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. Well, I got Jeff Hardy by pinfall, four near falls. Yes to guitar being used as a weapon. No to the match being over 10 minutes. All right, so what the fuck is a netbook? So a netbook, first and foremost, is smaller than a laptop. It doesn't have it. Um, it doesn't have as much. It's pretty much a smaller version. So like a Chromebook? Yeah, yeah. Very, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. It'd just be like a little tablet with a keyboard. Just has. Isn't less- a Chromebook a laptop? No. Well, not yes, but not classified as one. <laughs> it's classified as a netbook. Yeah, basically, it's all it's a mini laptop. Laptop. Yeah. Laptop. Still a yeah. laptop. I, okay, I, I'm just I'm look. I'm I really confused right now because I get what a tablet is. 
And I even understand that my iPad connected to a keyboard like it is, is a laptop. Right. And this okay. is not a laptop. This is a my iPad connected to a keyboard, right. to a folio keyboard. It is a tablet with a, a keyboard accessory. They're trying to make it a laptop, but it's not. You play with it. It's a laptop. <laughs> I have, you can't really see it, but I'm using a Chromebook right now because my daughter's on my laptop. And it's a laptop. Yeah. It's a laptop. Okay, got Nick, it. I, I love I love how Nick tries to show things off and the fucking thing and is it like, disappeared. No, you're, you're the fucking champ. You will show off the championship. <laughs> Thanks, the, mo- the more you try and show it off, the less of it we see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next is the money in the contract. Uh, money in the bank contract on the line uh, with The Miz and John Morrison taking on Otis with Tucker. Uh, Z, give me your build to this one, man. How are you feeling about this? Because oh, there's been dude. a lot of talk that anything involving Otis losing this belt, this case is Vince's shit on 100%. So is it possible? I mean, so what are your thoughts on this build? Seeing as all this backstage stuff is like, no, he's keeping that back. All right. All right, Mikey. <laughs> you're, a, you're a law and order fan. Are you not? Are you? Are you a Law and Order fan? Wait, wait. The show or the saying? Proud the, Boy. The, the show. The dun dun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that me and John are watching you, like so Ted, are yeah, you? Are you also a fan of like Judge Judy and People's Court? Yeah. So the build to this is the two shows combined. It is. <laughs> called, it, it's called Law and Otis, and they do the dun dun. Um, then you go into the courtroom and Ron Simmons is your bailiff and JBL is your judge. So it's, so if you know anything about the background of wrestling and how the undertaker used to be the judge and everything, like it's, it's a hit and the backstage shit that they used to do in the attitude era when they had a dispute backstage. Yeah. Now, now you have the Miz who doesn't like his lawyer, fires his lawyer, pleads his own case. Who was his lawyer? Was it anyone special? No, it was just a random actor. Really maybe, mad. It wasn't maybe, Gregory Helms. maybe the next interviewer we see, I don't know, but she basically says uh, they cut to Otis, and Otis was like, all right, I'm going to plead my own case. He's like, um, I believe I deserve this money in the bank contract because I won the money in the bank ladder match. And, his, and Mrs. Lawyer is like, that's a good argument. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> so then the Miz, I don't, I don't know what was in the briefcase, but the Miz hands the briefcase, or you know, they go to uh, rule in favor of Otis, and mm-hmm. the Miz hands JBL or uh, puts into evidence this black briefcase. JBL opens it up, smiles, closes it. Puts it off to the side and goes, well, after looking at this evidence, the Miz wins and orders them to have a match at Hell in a Cell for the championship match. But the whole Otis going to court, um, the it just everything. Like the the appreciation I have for the skits they do. I mean, if Jericho and MJF was number one skit of the week, this was number two by a slight margin because it was really good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have a really hard time picking the winner of this match because I really don't know which way they're going to go with it. But the build to this match has been entertaining as fuck. 
and they haven't even been in the ring. It's all been like skits and vignettes and random backstage shit, but it's it's brilliant. Smitty, are you uh, happy with this as well, or is this something that you're shitting on again? Uh, actually, I like what they I like the way they've carried on with Otis and the story in general. Um, I'm hoping that they keep running with Otis with his money in the bank thing as Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, like I said, I'm a little bit upset that they split heavy machinery, but right now the story keeps them together for a minute. Oh, you, I like, you, always like seeing Ron Simmons on television. You didn't see El Gran Gordo? Huh? Yeah, I did. They, recy- they recycled uh, Becky Lynch's mask and cape. Oh, that was, that was so good, though. That was so yeah. good. <laughs> so, Nick, what are your uh, thoughts on the build? Uh, it's one of the better builds. Like, for some reason, oh, Smitty really wasn't done. Sorry. He was. <laughs> it's not, it's <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Smitty wasn't done talking, even though he had a five second fucking pause. <laughs> It's one of the better builds that WWE has going. One of the better storylines. One of the more entertaining things they have going for them. So I'm really, I'm really kind of looking forward to this match. But I'm not once again. But I'm not high on it. You're not high. I'm sorry. Z is 100. percent Won't get high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, your thoughts on this build? Unless Smitty's not done again. He's done. And we're clear. Um, I, I really enjoy it too. And, and that's, you know, these type of skits when they're done well are really what the selling point of the whole idea of sports entertainment is. And, you know, if you can go into it and suspend your disbelief and just take it for what it is, like don't read too much into it. Like, you know, there's people who do shoot is stupid. And, you know, same thing with the MJF and Jericho. It was like people loved it or they hated it. And it's like, if you like wrestling, okay, I love the the sport element of it. Yeah, that's the first thing that draws me in. But sports entertainment, when you look at the other hand, this shit right here, this shit right here, this is what really helps keep it going for me. Uh, it's funny. It it I I enjoyed the uh, I enjoy Otis's character. Uh, I like the Miz, um, you know, the whole thing, it, it just works. And I think they're doing a really good job with it. Uh, I feel like, um, as a side note, that plus any other storylines on SmackDown is really making that show the superior show between uh, Raw and SmackDown. And I really don't understand it because Raw is so bad and yeah. SmackDown is so good, but they're literally ran by the same exact people. Vince gets vinyl say, and Bruce Pritchard runs both shows. So how can they be on such opposite ends of the spectrum? Because of the writers behind it? You got to yeah, think. Writer for obviously, long- Bruce Pritchard knows what's good because he makes SmackDown look decent. But if you're not getting this uh, the good stuff given to you, you're obviously taking the best of what, you, what, you can, what you're given. You know? Again, I'm not giving making excuses for them. It still sucks. But you know, get better. All right. Uh, Smitty, you're leading this one off unless you don't have a card to look at. I got it pulled up now. That's what she said. I got uh, Otis winning by pinfall. Ten minutes before the Caterpillar. Tucker and Morrison fight, yes. And winner cashing in during the event, no. All right. Uh, Z. 
I have Otis by Pinfall. Uh, four minutes before the Caterpillar. Yes to a Tucker and Morrison fight. Winner will not cash in during the event. All right. I have Otis by Pinfall as well. Nine minutes before the Caterpillar. Yes to a Tucker and Morrison fight. No to the winner cash in during the event. Can uh, I ask you guys a question? Yeah. With uh, Can we wait Otis for Nick's being... picks first? Well, no, because this might affect his picks. <laughs> With Otis being so such a big guy, you really think that match is going to take like nine minutes before he gets to his signature move? Yeah, he usually it usually does take him a while before a signature move kicks in. Okay. Uh, like the last time, I thought he was going to do it pretty early as well, and it happened at like eight minute the eight minute mark. But I can see stuff happening outside to keep them from, like you know, Miz being a fucking gonna, asshole and moving around outside of the ring, avoiding them. Okay, I'm going to change mine to seven minutes then. Okay, I'm, I, but you might be right. It could be a quicker match, but all right. If you want to switch it to seven, go for it. That's, Nicholas. That's what, what I have. I have uh, seven minutes. So I have Otis by pinfall, seven minutes before the Caterpillar, and yes to a Tucker Morrison fight, no to, um, to the cash-in. I almost even went eight minutes on it, but I was like, I, I think Miz might fuck around enough to get nine. All right, and next match. I, I went with the 10 because um, – you got Morrison and you got Tucker out there to extend a time on the match. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying as well. There's a bunch of shit that's going to be going on on the outside of this ring that could extend it. I'm not, again, I'm not positive that you get uh, the 10 minutes, but you never know. You know, it's hopeful is one of us hits that number on the fucking head. Um, up next is the first Hell in the Cell match of the scorecard. It's for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defending against Sasha Banks, a build that we have seen coming for a while. Um, that I think at one point I was thinking, man, this is a little early. Uh, I would have liked to see the turn happen at Rumble and having the uh, payoff at Mania. But it makes a lot of sense for them to be inside Hell in a Cell because there's very little escaping that uh, Bailey can do as the heel. She kind of has to deal with everything that Sasha gives to her. Um, so I'm kind of uh, – I went from thinking this was a, a quick pull to uh, may have been the perfect timing for this. Smitty, what are your thoughts? Draw mute, homie. Yeah? Okay. Is that, is that really what you think? The bold statement, Smitty. Hmm. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. This is the most knowledgeable he's ever been. Yeah. Smitty, it's, it's really crazy, man, that we just, for the, yeah, all of us kind of agree with you right now. Like, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? I'm blown away, to be honest. And he's off mute! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to operate three devices right now. That was wonderful. Smitty gave his entire... <laughs> Z, I'm really glad he didn't hear you say that he was on mute. Because <laughs> I was like, shit, I want to see how long this goes. <laughs> but, so, uh, Smitty, how do you feel about this match? 
Like I feel kind of like I kind of agree with what you just said, Mikey, about like if this either is like depending my I think depending on how the result of this match comes out, they either they could have waited or it's the right time. I'm not exactly sure yet. So okay, I guess then the question begs is. Sasha wins, perfect timing. Bailey wins, horrible timing. Kind of. That's kind of the boat I'm in right now. Now, it is a Hell in a Cell match. WWE is known for their no uh, finish Hell in a Cell matches lately. Um, don't hurt yourself, bro. It's just a thought. Um, what if they do something like that? I, I mean, I'll be very pissed off. Not because of the match or anything like that, but because it's like, dude, it's fucking hell in the cell. There's supposed to be a fucking finish. But like I say, also, lots of Bailey's matches over the last couple months have had wonky finishes. Yeah. So but I wouldn't like, be surprised they do that. All right. Nick. Oh, you're just talking about the thoughts on the match. That's yeah, yeah. Right? I just want. I yeah. just want. Yeah, you're not. You're not second to pick, dude. You're the champ. Yeah. You go last, bitch. Um, you know, I'm kind of in the middle. I did hope for a little bit more of a slow burn with it, but um, like you said, uh, it's a good idea to have it in. Uh, you know, these two go head to head in a hell in a cell. Sasha's been in the match before. Bailey's never been in a hell in a cell. And Bailey's had a couple of matches uh, recently where she's gotten disqualified to, to save her ass. Now she can't do that. So, um, you know, if Bailey wins, um, I think it takes a lot of, uh, I, I won't, I don't think I'll be happy if Bailey wins. Cause number one, I'm tired of seeing her hold the belt. Number two, I just think it puts a weird end on uh, a storyline that should have had a bigger build. But then I'm also kind of like, well, if Sasha wins, you know, that's cool and everything. But she's held that belt five times and has never successfully defended it. So why do I give a fuck if Sasha Banks is the champion again? Only, she's never only defend, for this story. Defended any belt she's held. Right. Only for this storyline do I want Sasha Banks to beat Bailey. But as far as her holding the title, I could care less because she has not ever been a credible champion. Um. That was a false statement, Mikey. She did successfully defend the tagged, but no singles. They held those titles for six months and only defended it one time. Our statement retracted. No, their no. first defense was at Mania and they dropped it to the iconic. Yes. Yeah, and uh, didn't they the second run? Didn't they uh beat? Uh, the Kabuki Warriors in a rematch. Yeah, oh, did Onyx. Yeah, then they yeah, lost to Baszler and um, they they, they defended against the uh, Kabuki Warriors in a rematch, and they won. Yeah, I think Smitty's right. I hate to say that, but I think they defended them at least twice. Excuse me while I do some research. Yeah. On your is that a laptop? Is that a MacBook? And this is this is uh this is my netbook. It's, netbook. Uh, I go on That's the net with laptop, it, sir. and it looks like a book, so you can close it and open it. And if then I can turn it like this. Now it's manga because I start from back here and I go to the other side. Manga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, 
Бла-бла-бла. Boss and hug. One rain, 49 days. Lost it. Iconics. Kabuki Warriors with Bailey and Banks. Uh, second rain, 96 days. Hmm. It doesn't say... I don't appreciate how it doesn't say number of defenses, but it had it. I will look this up. Let's go ahead and uh, go on with our picks for this match. Uh, Z. Yeah. Uh, so I have Sasha winning by submission with four aerial moves, eight kendo stick shots. Sasha being the first hit with a weapon. Bailey being the first to execute a finisher. Competitor will not exit the cell, and competitor will not climb on the cell wall. All right. Uh, shit. Technically, I'm next, but Z, Smitty, go ahead since you fucked everything up earlier. Uh, I got Sasha winning by submission. Five aerial moves. As like you guys mentioned earlier, the love of the kendo stick. I got the legal age of drinking in America as my number of Kindle stick shots. Uh, Bailey's going to be the first hit with a weapon. She's also going to be the first to execute a finisher. No to a competitor exiting the cell. Yes to a competitor climbing on the cell wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so I'm just going to read directly from the wiki. Wiki, 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 wiki. On June 5th, 2020, episode of SmackDown, Banks and Bailey defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for claiming the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships for a record-tying second time. (laughs) The fact that someone wrote (laughs) record-tying is hilarious. (laughs) Like, oh, two is a record, bitch! (laughs) Uh, And making Bailey a double champion as the Women's Tag Team titles are defended across all WWE brands. Duo began to compete not only on their home brand of SmackDown, but also on Raw and NXT during the following months. Oh, they defended the tag titles against the likes of Bliss and Cross, Iconics, and Tegan Knotts and Shakti Blackheart. All right. Told you. That's three. Good job, Sasha Banks. Look at you growing up being all defensible. Oh, she's never defended a she's never single seen- title. Yeah, still, that's true. And it's only been the Raw title. She never won a SmackDown Women's title yet. No, she is not because she's not. Her titles have always had to match her hair. And not until now has she had blue hair. Okay, so I'm not. Who did you both say were winning? Z, who'd you say? Bailey? You said Sasha? Smitty, you said the same person? You can nod. You don't have to unmute. Okay. Uh, I don't think you were going to unmute anyway. I'm just giving you a heads up. Uh, so, yes, I'm going with Sasha Banks as well. I have uh, submission, aerial moves. I got that at six. Kendo stick shots, I got that at nine because 69. Nice. Uh, the first being hit with a weapon is uh, I'm going to choose no one. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm choosing <laughs> Sasha Banks. <laughs> Uh, first to execute a finisher is going to be Bailey, and that's only because Sasha might hit the bank the backcracker, but not get Bailey into the fucking move. Uh, competitor exit the cell. No. Uh, competitor climbs the cell wall. Yes, but inside, 
Obviously not outside. You can climb the cell wall and be inside the fucking cell. That's okay. why. That's why I said yes. I figured Sasha's right. gonna climb the inside. She has in our previous cell matches. Yeah. Quick question it, though. Did you do the answer? Blue. What? Uh, what is considered a climb? Isn't it an attempted climb, or do they have to be like two feet off the ground climbing? The I'm, cell? I'm assuming two feet off the ground. The minute you're, the cell is what's oh, supporting your weight. Fifty on the cell. What? <coughs> Yeah, Completely. both feet have to be on the cell. Or at least the cell has to be supporting your weight. Okay. I'm still going no. Because okay, I've noticed that in the previous cell match that uh, Sasha's had, she's climbed the inside of the cell to actually hit the Meteora. Yeah. She's fucking pretty good. All right. Uh, Nick, you're up, dog. That's it's what's boss up, time. Dog. What's up, dog? <laughs> None. <laughs> so, thanks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was wondering how long I could go before somebody broke. <laughs> All right, I got Sasha Banks by submission. Five aerial moves, 13 kendo shots. Uh, Bailey's going to be the first to get hit. Bailey's going to be the first to execute the finisher. A competitor will not exit the cell, but a competitor will climb the cell wall. Ooh, yeah. All right. Next match. Man, my daughter just scared the shit out of me. Did you really poop yourself? That's adorable. Hi, Callie. How you doing? Weird that we have a Callie on the show again. (laughs) Smitty popped. (laughs) Smitty popped. Uh, up next, WWE Championship match. Drew McIntyre defending against Randy Orton for the third time in a three pay-per-views. It's a record. Oh. Nick, tell me how you feel about this build. Well, um, I don't mind it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it to be over. Uh, this needs to come to a head here and now. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I wasn't crazy about what happened this week on Raw, and I didn't think about it until after I listened to um, another wrestling podcast this week. Um, and you know, this is what? one of those things that <laughs> you listen to those... other wrestling podcasts. I'm cheating. Do you philanderer. even listen to ours? Committing adultery. You don't even I listen have to ours. I have no comment for this conversation. I would like. <laughs> <laughs> None uh, of you listen to ours. <laughs> I listen well, to your, your podcast more than I listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> you I, I mean, I'm on the show. Why do I got to listen to it? I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a man face? No, I got a JR face. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, anyway, I wasn't a fan of what happened on Monday night because um Randy Orton locked himself in the hell in a cell structure 
in the ring, called out Drew McIntyre. Drew comes down there trying to open the door, and he pulled out some bolt cutters that just so happened to be on the other side of the rail right behind him. And at first I'm like, okay, bolt cutters, whatever. But then I'm like, but why were those bolt cutters there after? And again, this is after I listened to another podcast, because this is one of those things again, that it doesn't make sense. And it could have took them an additional fucking 30 seconds to put those bolt cutters in the, like the gorilla position or over by the timekeeper table or something to that effect where Drew had to leave to go get these bolt cutters. Not that he just, oh, he fucking knew that Randy Orton was going to lock himself in this hell in a cell. Like, it just, that part to me was, it just was bullshit. And so, but besides that, the door clipped down. Something. But um, besides that, I'm I'm excited for the match to a point. Not as excited as I am for another Hell in a Cell match, but I am Uh, ready for it to be over. Mikey has a question. Yes, Mikey? (laughs) With as um, cowardice and workaroundish that Randy Orton is in his heel runs, uh, wouldn't it make sense that he would try to stay away from Drew for a little bit? If he's not on the attack, he's always like trying to stay away from the person. He loves his attacking to be, for lack of a better term, out of nowhere. So when someone's coming directly at him, he usually tries to slither away like a snake. Therefore, locking himself inside of Hell in a Cell kind of makes sense to think that he would do. So why wouldn't you have something set to the side to go, ha fuck you and what I knew you were thinking of doing? That's playing devil's advocate, but it's because of Randy Orton. Now, different heel? Sure, right? But Randy Orton, that's his M.O., to avoid everything unless he's the one doing it from out of nowhere. That's a good point. I just, you know, after hearing that other opinion, I would have rather have seen Drew take a minute, go to the back, and then come out of the gorilla position or, like I said, even somewhere else, like at the, you know, uh, timekeeper's table or something, and then you're just kind of like, oh, shit. But instead, he just reached over two feet away from him. And it was just – it it was anticlimactic for me. Um, Nick, I have some advice for you. I listen to the same podcast that you are <laughs> And as far as making your picks on the scorecard, don't use any of their logic because their logic makes sense and will make you believe that's what WWE is going to do, and it's not. WWE does. Who, 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 who were you guys <laughs> listening to? Um, it, it rhymes with uh, crusted um, clothespins. Yeah, sure. That was <laughs> crusted clothespins. <laughs> crusted clothespin radio. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Fuck that show. All right. Um, I'm blocked. From Boston Open? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, we all know that I've been blacklisted from uh, KOK, but how did you get blocked from Boston Open? No fucking clue. Actually, I think I know how. It's because I support fucking Larry Dallas. And he was on the show. And here's what's crazy. I never said anything negative about Boston Open. Never. Uh, I've, I've never said that the show sucked. I never said that LaGreca was a piece of shit. 
I just said that I agreed with Larry Dallas for everything that he was standing up for at the time, which was, it was at the point where Michael Elgin was first being uh, accused of stuff with his student at the, uh, the school, this wrestling school that he had. And some lady was like, your student touched me uh, and fucking uh, sexually assaulted me. You need to get rid of them. And Elgin, or it was like his wrestling company, Glory Pro something. So Elgin was like, all right, show me a police report. And the lady's like, what? He's like, show me a, a police report. I can't just get rid of somebody because you're saying they did something. Obviously, if you're coming to me with it, you should be ready to go to the police and file a report on this person. You file a report, they're gone. Lady never went to there. As a matter of fact, continued to bash Elgin for it. Larry Dallas was a friend, is a friend of Michael Elgin and had Elgin's back on it, just like I do in this situation. Because you got to think, I have zero problem believing the woman. We've talked many a times about the speaking out movement. But if you're going to have the balls to say somebody did something and want them fired, do something as well on a legal aspect. Even Candy Cartwright has now gone into lawsuit mode over with Matt Riddle and stuff, right? Now, there are obviously some people who are like, look, 27 of us have said something against Joey Ryan. I don't need to follow up. I just, I wanted to get it off, get off my chest. I'm not trying to take legal action, but this is the kind of person he is, right? The companies did what they were going to do. But if you're going about one specific person and you're the only person saying something about this person and you have the balls to go ahead and say, this person needs to be fired. I'm talking to the person who is either teaching them or I, I can't remember. And they're saying, to just file a police report, I'll fucking get rid of them. And you don't file a police report. I'm not saying anything has to come of it on a legal matter, but at least that person can go, all right, fucking fire. This is what they said. I won't get rid of them unless you give, give me a police report. Larry Dallas backed them. I still agree with that because it was something popular at the time, busted open, released them. They were getting more popular. And of course you got, uh, you know, the legal match. But I just said, man, it sucks busting out open is losing Larry Dallas. I love his take on everything, so on and so forth. Uh, really wish they would keep him. And again, never said anything bad about the show. And one day I was blocked. Not only from Busted Open, but from Dave LaGreca too. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day, I am blocked. Uh, I think... I think my personal account is blocked. I'm not, I don't believe the BDR account is blocked. I am now officially going to buy you. I'm a Dave LaGreca guy t-shirt. Sweet. <laughs> uh, I'm a blocked by Dave LaGreca guy t-shirt. Run it, make it, send it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to fucking go make that at the goddamn mall today. So are you blocked by JBL as well? But am I? Somebody, I think someone here yeah. is blocked by JBL. A while ago. Who? You. Me? Yeah, you. Who took the cookie from the cookie jar? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'll block. Wow. Uh, First year of this show? All right. Yeah. So I am not. The, the podcast is not blocked by uh, us, uh, by, by fucking busted open. 
JBL. What is his name on fucking Bradshaw? Let me just search that JBL. People. I don't even know what his fucking Twitter name is. Right, because you've been blocked. I'm going on the fucking podcast one. Yeah, but you're blackballed. You don't understand. I think it was the podcast one that got it was blocked. You are okay. What's that? I said, okay, so now I'm going to switch to us. To me, my personal one. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Nope, still not popping up there. J.C. Layfield is his name. Sure. So, okay, yeah. my personal one, definitely in. Definitely blocked? Definitely can see him. Okay. J.C. Nah. Yeah, the podcast is totally blocked. Told you. It was like the it was like the first year, and I don't remember who it was. It might have even been Chris that commented using our handle. And uh I think uh I don't remember who it was, but I know for a fact we were blocked because we had a whole show about it. I know that uh I know we're blocked by um uh, fuck dude, what's the luchador that's not in WWE anymore? Uh, Sin Cara. Sin Cara blocked us because I uh, shit all over him. Because it was like it was like t- it wasn't really Sin Cara. It was like it, I was like, "This is a bullshit, Sin Cara." It's like he's stealing all this shit. Uh, blah blah blah. And then he was like, "Block." And that's fine. Go ahead and block us. I, I take it as a dumb fuck badge of honor. Badge of dumb fuck honor, as Ice T says. All right. Um. Yeah. So, Orton. McIntyre, Smitty. Um, hopefully this comes. This is the end of this one because for me it's starting to get a little stale, especially with the fact that you see these guys pretty much head to head every week. It is almost the same thing, like on repeat. So Sorry, this is gonna come to a head. This just have to come to a head from here. All right. Uh, Z, can you talk? Or are you on a uh, mute for a reason, bro? Don't want to give it away. Give it away. Get one minute. All right. Um, so <clears throat> I'll lead this one off because I'm the one who has to lead it off. Uh, the winner, you, you got to figure third time's a fucking charm, right? Because the last two times I picked Randy Orton, he's not one. Drew McIntyre's fucking held his own each time. Randy fucking Orton. Uh by pinfall, match time, 19 minutes. Near falls, five. Uh, unique weapon types, four. Wrestler bleeds, uh, yeah. Competitor exits the cell, yes. This is the one I think you're going to exit the cell for. Uh, or it might be two of them, I don't know. Uh, those are my picks. Smitty. Yes, I remember to unmute this time. Good job. And I got Orton winning by pinfall. 18-minute match time. Five near falls. Two unique weapon types. 
no to wrestler bleeding, and no to a competitor exiting the cell. All right. Uh, Z. I have Drew McIntyre retaining. By pinfall, match time will be 22 minutes. Near falls will be six. Unique weapon types, one. Yeah, let's go. We'll go two. Um, wrestler bleeds, yes. Competitor exits the cell, no. What? Konik 19. Oh, man. <clears throat> this one was, was honestly kind of tough. I saw a rumor that Brock might make a return tonight. Um, but I'm going to go with what I what I initially put. I've got Drew McIntyre, pin, pinfall, 19-minute match time, six near falls, four unique weapon types, a wrestler will bleed, and um, a competitor, yes, will exit the cell. All right. Uh, what was this Brock rumor? Um, I, I don't remember the source. I think it was yesterday, the day before, that I saw it. Um, it's probably just like a big hyped up speculation, but it, it threw me off a little bit, you know, because then I was trying to go through my mind like, okay, well, how are they going to do this? Are they going to make Brock screw Drew out of the title, but won't Brock want the title? Are they going to help? Uh, you know, I just, I couldn't make that much sense of it all. So I'm just going to stick with what I've got in Drew. All right. Do you th- okay? So were you think were they saying that if Brock came back, that him and uh, Drew would fight? Yeah. For the title. Okay. I see. Uh, I see something that says Brock signs a deal outside of uh, with a company outside of WWE. See, that's why I I just I I didn't do a whole lot of research on it. I just was like, you know, it kind of threw me off for a minute, but I'm, I'm still sticking with what I got. So it's almost like Nick believed what he read on Twitter. Like somebody, what an idiot (laughs) who does that side note. Uh, I'll, I'll take that one all day. I will talk about that in a minute. Uh, next final match for the universe, the blue universal title, Roman reigns with, Paul Heyman defending against Jay Uso uh, in a Hell in a Cell. Smitty, give me your give a fucks about this. How many you got? How many fucks you gonna give? One to ten. Three. Wow. Yeah, Smitty just hates anything involving Roman Reigns. No, I think I've actually stated the fact that this is probably the best they've dealt, the most evolution that Roman Reigns has had as a character since his uh. Just coming up. It still and shows how much you hate him, but you only gave him three. I do kind of like the combination of him and Heyman. You what? I actually do kind of like the combination of him and Heyman. I thought you said don't, right? So why is this only a three? Because we all know Jay's just fodder. Nick, I was really hoping you'd fall, you'd fall back out of your chair drinking it that deeply. <laughs> I'll be very honest. I was like, oh, he's going to fall. Damn it. And that's pretty much what I say. Really don't care. Like, this, is a throw, this is a throwaway feud to kind of build onto the Roman character. 
All right. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Here's why I'm going to call bullshit. I agree Roman's winning. I, I, I understand that we're talking about the predictability of the ending is there. But we've all stated it doesn't matter how predictable it is when you can pull it off well. We all thought Jay was going to get squashed last pay-per-view. And he didn't. And he held his own in a very well, very well, and, and showcased himself to bring out the ending that they got, which was an incredible story for these, these two to tell in that match, which leads on to this match, which means it sets a lot of stuff up for the future with the possibility of this match is storytelling. So you got to get to a point where you know it's going to happen and the way it's going to end, but so much can evolve from it if it's done well. And again, WWE likes to protect the ones that they like. And currently the way they're running with Roman Reigns right now is wonderful. So you would have to think that this match is going to be placed for a really good future match with Roman and possibly the rock. If they can get him to WWE impact got him. I don't see why WWE can't. So the fact that you're putting this as a three just kind of makes me think there is no pleasing you at all. You are like, you are the woman of BDR. I've always said we needed a woman, but we have one because there's no way to make you fucking happy with this thing. WWE does nothing for me, to be honest. Well, not gonna say nothing, but doesn't do much for me. The product in general. Lifetime of disappointment. Well, not lifetime, but I'm like, what? That was at least a decade or so more disappointment. Ah, so you're a married woman. Got it. (laughs) Speaking of married women, see. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> oh my god half of the people on the show are married right now Ooh, i know i know uh of the five people that are on this show 80 percent are in a relationship <laughs> smitty you're a loser <laughs> thanks forever alone <laughs> no argument here thanks smitty's like i found this hot dog bun uh z your thoughts on the build for this match uh i like it but i noticed something this past week watching the wwe product um two times you had someone talk clear as day into a microphone and say i quit right before they're having an i quit match on sunday roman's cousin one an I quit match by recording mankind saying I quit beforehand and playing it while he was unconscious. So I don't know, but I feel like it might play into the storyline somehow where Jay doesn't actually say I quit because he's unconscious and can't. 
So they play a recording of, I don't know, Chad Gable or Austin Theory just saying, I quit. And then, I, I don't know. I mean, it just really weird timing to have two people on back-to-back shows say, I quit into a live microphone. And then you happen to have an I quit match coming up on Sunday. Like, I, I that's just convenient timing, I guess. That's a but, very interesting take. Because that would also play into the rock thing. Yeah, I mean, essentially. I mean, now now we're just trying. Now I'm just trying to connect that to myself. But I mean, you could you could use that as an angle. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, love how we're all so hopeful for WWE, and Smitty's the only realistic one about it. Well, they. I mean, they haven't disappointed me for decades. They go on. <laughs> periods of like six months where they disappoint me and then they normally do something to completely redeem themselves <laughs> oh, oh okay lloyd christmas <laughs> you go and completely oh, redeem yourself <laughs> people drink my piss too it's okay <laughs> <laughs> just go man just go <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right i forgot about that the <laughs> Kicking back on some of Grandpa's old cough medicine, are you? <laughs> uh, Z, can you please just tell that story? Uh, I'd rather not. Damn it! Why not? They listen to the show? They they might. So, like, anybody else have Z directly under me in their fucking phone? I do. So, like, can you all see that I have my arms perfectly aligned with his... <laughs> <laughs> so it just looks like a, it goes right down to it. <laughs> I'm really tall. <laughs> All right, Nick, your thoughts on this? Um, this is probably the one match that I'm most interested in because the build has been fantastic. I've, I've loved the story. Um, I think the Roman thing is, uh, turning into a slow build, um, towards hopefully the rock at WrestleMania. Um, I really like what Z just said about the whole, I quit thing. I, and I, I hope he's right. Cause I think that would be a great way to keep it moving forward. Um, but if it doesn't happen that way, I'm still interested to see what they do moving forward with the the tribal chief angle and uh the whole family thing so um yeah i'm more invested in this storyline than anything else wwe is doing yeah where the fuck are they going to be exiled to like are they not they do they have to live in the shadowy place beyond pride rock or what the island of <laughs> forbidden toys ah okay i the glory with their dad oh <laughs> We're from Master P. <laughs> then they're going to become Poos O's. Now we go to Brother Jacob and MLW. Poos. Now you go to Brother Jacob in our MLW, current MLW world champion. Oh, all right. They all got right. options. They don't have options. <clears throat> all right. Universal Championship match. Uh, kick this one off, Smitty. I got Roman Reigns winning. Entrance promo, no. 14 minutes match time. 
First ass they quit. Jay Uso. Chair shots, nine. Superman punches, three. Does Jimmy enter the cell? Yes. So I have a, I have a like this feeling that Jimmy's gonna be an integral part of the finish, maybe an integral part of the finish. And uh that's it. I know. Z. All right. I have Roman Reigns with no entrance promo. 22-minute match time. Jay Uso will be the first to ask if they quit. There will be eight chair shots, three Superman punches, and Jimmy will enter the cell. All right. I have Roman with no entrance promo as well. 21-minute match time. Jay Uso will be first to ask that they quit. Chair shots will be seven. Only one Superman punch. And uh, yes, Jimmy enters the cell. Uh, Nick the Dick. I've got Roman Reigns. Uh, no entrance pom- Pomo. No entrance Pomo. 20-minute match time. Jay will be the first ass if they quit. Three chair shots, two Superman punches, and yes to Jimmy entering the cell. All right. Um, I'm on my phone, so I can't text Daniel. But I need to text Daniel. Is this the same thing I'm thinking about? Is it only five yeah. matches on the card? Yeah. And they got- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just me who uh, spotted that. Uh, yeah. I'm going to attack. I, I think he's up. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go on Twitter. Because this is confusing, obviously. I'm going to five match cards. You might as well just did the whole thing at this yeah. point. I mean, really, you can only, you know, you got to pick four of your five. But it's kind of like if five, you're going to get double points. Why would you get double points at five? Because if you pick the right match at five, it's also the main event. Okay. Maybe he thought there was going to be more matches. I don't know. Uh, that's also very possible. That might be why, why he has it like that. Um, because, that look, let's be very – we were talking about it last uh, – like there's a – last Hell in the Cell, they went on with like five matches. There ended up being like eight. Right. So that could also be it too. It might be running with it. Um, I'll just, we'll just have to wait and see if he responds. Uh, but for right now, uh, Z – Kick it off. What are you picking for your opening match? Oh, hold on. I got to go back to it. I got the SmackDown Women's Hell in the Cell match opening the pay-per-view. I have Hardy and Elias at match number three, which, I mean, theoretically, I think is going to be match number two. (laughs) Um, Money in the Bank at five and Universal at main event. Okay. Smitty. Wait, no, sorry, me, me, me. Um, oh, SmackDown Women's, of course, to kick it off. 
Um, I have the fucking WWE Championship match at three. Universal at five. Main event is Universal. Smith, uh, Smitty. Yeah, I have the SmackDown Women starting. I have the Money in the Bank at three. Match five and main event Universal. All right. Uh, oh, Nick, go ahead. Uh, SmackDown Women's to open. Money in the Bank at number three. Um, match five is the WWE Championship and the main event is the Universal. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if I want to switch this up. And the reason I'm trying to think if I want to switch this up is because I still feel that the destroyed cell is going to happen in the WWE championship match. So I'm thinking if that goes first, it gives time for the cell to get put back together and stuff for later in the show. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do that. It's going to open with a WWE championship match. SmackDown Women's is going to be three, and the Universal is five, and Universal is main event. Um, that or the Universal cell is just damaged when they go to use it. Possible. More realistic. <laughs> so Daniel said he can't join because he's in line to vote, which is cool as fuck. Um, so I'm just asking Damn. a question. Uh, Sunday? Yeah, it's Vegas, bro. Yeah, man, that's cool. They can vote whenever they want. I mean, I think our county clerk's office is open as well. Not on Sundays. Not on Sunday. Or okay, Saturday. Well, they, they can do Friday. what they want. It's Vegas. Shit's different in Nevada, bro. Wait. Um... So I'm asking I'm only five matches on the card. And guys, talk about something. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, Mike thought Jim Cornette really gave uh Jericho and MJF the idea for what they did. And what they did was fucking amazing. Uh best best skit I've seen in pro wrestling since, I don't know, the last thing Jericho got over. <laughs> I think it was one of the best I've seen since Wrestle House. Like, be honest. But, so, with that, though, there were a lot of people coming out saying they hated it, but they weren't saying that it was a boring skit or a skit or it shouldn't have been done. Their biggest complaint was that it was too WWE for them. Like, they go to AEW as an alternative. But nobody could say, like, even callers from uh, Crusted Road Pins or whatever. Um, clothespins. Clothespins. Crusted Clothespins. They uh, had callers there that were like, I was thoroughly entertained. I just thought it was too WWE. So everyone's complaint was just that it was too Vince, Vince doing silly shit like Vince loves. But... This was the best skit in a while. 
nobody really shit on the actual talent in the skit, just that they thought it was too WWE. Um, Mikey, have you watched it? Or are we doing like a live reaction? I'm doing. I'm. We're gonna. I'm watching it fucking live. Okay. And then I've got I've got Cornette's comments too pulled up too too. All uh, right. So here's the thing. Um, I was going to watch it. I've not been on the dirt sheets lately. I've, we've been really busy. Uh, I've been really busy at work, working a little bit more than usual. So I'm like, uh, not paying attention to the dirt sheets as much. I, I did not watch AW. Um, and everyone's like, watch this, watch this, watch this. Well, then I saw a post that someone asked Jericho who came up with the idea for this. And he said, Cornette. Now Jericho is either always honest or always a troll. It's, it's, he's either a troll or honest on Twitter, 50, 50, whatever he gets. I had not heard about Cornette's comment. So when I saw that Jericho said Cornette was the one who came up with it, I was like, Wow. Jericho's still involved with Jim Cornette. That sucks because I like Jericho. I don't like Cornette. He's an unapologetic idiot. And the, I don't, I'm kind of at the point where I'm not supporting people who support unapologetic idiots, unapologetic pieces of shit, whatever I think is what I, I think pieces of shit is what I said. Then everyone's like, uh, Cornette bashed this and Jericho was you know, being an asshole. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm totally in for it then because I did not, it's not that I read, believe everything on the internet. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid to do, keep doing this. Uh, Daniel responded. Uh, he said, if matches could be added, not listed is a valid option in producing an answer. Uh, so if you think that there might be a different match and you want to put not listed, that will get you three points as well. Um, that's the, that, so that's why it's there. But at the same time, could be no matches added and you could just get six points for putting the same on the thing. So there you go. All right. So I'm going to watch this live. I got it queued up. I'm about to watch it right now. Let's turn up the volume a little bit so you guys can hear me, hear it with me. Uh, Already on the look of the little bit of the bubble inside of it. Uh, and then we're going to have Cornette's comments and everything. And I'll give my live reaction, as you guys can tell. Jericho sipping on the bubble. MJF with wine. Good evening. My name is Velma. I will be taking care of you guys. Sir, I can see you are already enjoying a nice glass of our red wine. You're stretching it. I've, I've had better. Thelma? Uh, her name is Thelma. V. Got it. I completely yeah. understand. Thelma, here's my order. Okay, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm going to need a 20-ounce porterhouse steak with a baked potato on the side, and I'm going to need that sucker well done. Thanks. <laughs> Ew. Uh, Thelma, I would <clears throat> love a porterhouse steak, also 20 ounces, also with a baked potato, but I'd like that cooked medium well. <laughs> sweetheart. My apologies. I'd like you to strike down that last order. I'm going to have a 20-ounce porterhouse with a baked potato, and I'm going to need that medium. <laughs> well, I would like a porterhouse steak, 20 ounces, with a baked potato. I'd like to change the temperature on that to medium rare. Thelma, <laughs> please strike my last order. I would like a 20-ounce porterhouse steak with a baked potato on the side, and I'm going to need that 
rare. Velma, forget my previous order. I want a pork roast steak, 20 ounces baked potato on the side, and I like that cooked blue, a.k.a. Yeah. extra bloody rare. Okay, great. What are we doing? What are we doing here? What? We've been sitting here for 20 minutes, haven't said a word. You've been rude to everybody. Who's that? You've been rude, rude to, to the valet guy? Rude to the, to the old lady on the, on the steps downstairs? You know, we're going to have this town hall meeting next week with the inner circle to talk to the man on the street to find out what the general consensus is as to whether or not you should join. I don't even know if we should even bother. What's the point? Chris, let's cut through the bull, okay? You and I both know this is a gigantic opportunity for both of us. We're the two biggest stars in all professional wrestling. Us working together, man, the demo god, and the ratings ruler? Let me just say this. Cut through the bull. The ratings ruler sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. It's got about as much chance of getting over as Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> See? We're already getting through our differences, Chris. I mean, come on. Just picture us together. <laughs> so is this him really singing pause it it's both it's both of them really singing. It was just pre-recorded because MJF used to be a Broadway singer. Really? Yeah. MJF's classically trained. Yeah. Wow. He was a, he was a child Broadway person. Oh, that's why he was on Ellen? Yeah. Oh, it was a Rosie. Yeah. So, Rosie, whatever. Yeah, so he wrong lesbian. So <laughs> sorry, it, brunette. It, Pay attention, like the the voices are actually their voices because you can clearly hear Jericho's voice, like as oh, it yeah. goes. But it it seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong here, that it was pre-recorded and then they like lip sing the actual skit. Okay, but it's pretty good. You can. I could tell the reason I thought it was MJF at first. I did not, and then when he said Chris, you could hear his the way he said it, it was him. So all right. We've got us. We're closer than pages that stick in a book. We're closer than ripples that play in a brook. Wherever you'll find him, you'll find me just a Close to the recliner, throwing an Apple's forehead, guys. We're closer than snakes are, they slide through the grass. We're closer than Cody's to a jackass. Not a soul can bust this team in two. We stick together like glue. And when it's sleeping time, that's when we rock. We start to swing, swing to the sky. Don't chime. What a surprise. They ring. A ding, ding, happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop the girls. 
I could have swore that was Mandy Rose. No. I know, but... It looked like, like, no, because I thought the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, is that... No, she's got way less of an ass. What do you want to say, Smitty? No, I was like, I, I trust the guy. I've only watched it twice. Z's watched it three times, apparently. So, four? Okay. Yeah. Twice as much as I have. Um, Mandy well, knows Matt. From here going forward, watch how blown up Jericho is. Okay. God, he is red. <laughs> Say, Chris, who's the Maxwell? Would you do me a favor? What do you want now? Would you mind taking it one more time? From the top? No, from the ending. Wonderful! And while we are swinging to mention a few, we'll drop in a chili's and young box to you. Yeah, Jericho is red as fuck. So why did and you guys then, think that's like the greatest fucking thing ever again right now? I think it's one of the greatest things. Something that I think is one of the greatest things that they and most entertaining things that they've done. I think AEW sometimes takes itself too seriously. Outside of the Orange Cassidy character, so this was refreshing to see on AEW. That's why I think it was one of the great. It was great to watch. Z? Yeah, I, th- I think they just play off each other really well. I mean, I know it was you know choreographed and what have you, but. I think that they're just their chemistry is is rock solid. They have better chemistry to me than almost anybody on that whole show. And they actually sang the fucking song. Like it wasn't like, you know, some. I mean, they I, clearly. I think they lip synced it during, but they recorded it beforehand. I, I think. They, I think, think they lip synced it. I think if they continue doing ideas like this one, they're going to be more and more successful week by week. Um, do you want to yeah. hear Cornette's comments? I, okay, wait, before I hear Cornette's comments, because I don't, I don't want his view tainting anything. I'm not saying it sucked, right? I understand the originality behind it. I get it. I'm not denying the talent. It's like sometimes 
two talents can go into a two really good talents can go into a match and have a bad match, right? Um, maybe Bill this Wong is Guerrero, one of those things where it was, uh, what? Bill Juan Guerrero, ECW one night stand, two great talents that had a really shitty match. There you go. It's it's a situation where maybe it's also possible overhyped. Everyone's talking about how fucking great it was. And there were moments. That was about it. Like I, I, I don't want to say it, it sucked. I, it, it was corny. I thought it was really corny. Um, I don't think they lip synced though. I will say that. I think that was one hundred percent on. I think that's kind of why Jericho was blown up. If Jericho didn't have to actually sing, he probably wouldn't have been looking as red. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it, it missed the ball. I feel like. Uh, Yeah, it just it was all right. Wasn't I don't think it's the greatest thing AEW's ever put out because I think I've I've seen better. But for some man, like there, some people just fucking love that thing, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, those I'm, I'm not shitting on it. Like like I, I don't think it's like oh AEW's going WWE. No, I, I agree with you, Z. I, I agree that if they do more entertainment stuff, it is good for them because. Wrestling is a lot about the backstage as much as it, as it is about the wrestling in the ring. You have to have a good combination of both. And I agree that if they do more of this stuff, obviously some more stuff will be hit home runs out of the park completely. I'm just, I, I don't think that this is too WWE. I just think it's too, um, again, it sounds like I'm shitting on it, but I don't, I'm not shitting on it. I just, I, I honestly, I think it was good. I just, I think I would have probably thought it was better if it wasn't built up by so many people uh, beforehand. It's kind of like when I watched Mean Girls for the first time a couple years ago, right? So many people talked about how great of a fucking movie Mean Girls is, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's where that quote's from. Oh, that's where that quote's from. And it didn't suck. It had its moments. It was funny. But I bet if I would have watched it originally when it happened, I probably would have popped for it a little bit more. Uh, What are Cornette's comments? Well, so you have to imagine these coming out of his mouth and his voice, of course. Um, I honestly don't know what to say. <laughs> I do not have words. I don't think, I don't know what to think about the people involved in this from start to finish. The people who thought this was a good idea are the people who are who are masturbating themselves on television each week. Whether it be the mental masturbation of the alleged armchair booker running ruining this fiasco or the masturbation from the past his expiration date, oversized canned ham who has taken over this show and turned it into the Carol Burnett show when Jim Neighbors would guest. Uh, It goes on to say, um, MJF had it, the one guy in their company, the one guy uh, on their entire roster who not only had it, but was still young enough to use it. The one heel who looked and talked and worked like who he was supposed to be. Name another heel who looks good enough to be a star wrestler. Looks like enough of an athlete with enough size, can cut a promo like a top guy, and can work psychologically like he's a top guy, like he's real. Name another heel on this roster besides MJF. Name another babyface that fits that description besides Cody. They had two, and now they've got one. I'm sure Jericho thought of this just because he thought it would be funny. Just take your dick out, Chris, and jack off on Tony Khan's face while he's there because you just raped him and ripped him off of all this other money that he spent on this fucking company that started off looking like you were going to carry it, but now it looks like you're going to sink it. 
Wow. Now does uh, Jericho's comment of Jim Cornette make a lot more fucking sense? Oh, it's just hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But still, wow. Like, it's not. It's nowhere near that. I don't think it hurts MJF. I don't think that it helps MJF. I think it keeps him right where he's at. Uh, no, I think it helps him, but he, but here's why I think it helps him, especially because Jericho was blown up. So it looked in that promo like Jericho couldn't keep up with the young kid, so it makes like MJF look even more like a star. Do you think that Jericho made himself look more blown up than he was? No. I think Jericho was actually that blown up, but... Um, it just is what it is, but the fact that Jericho was blown up, whether he did it was self-inflicted or not, it still makes MJF look like not only can he hang with Jericho, but he can make Jericho follow him. All right. Smitty, you're about to say something? Uh, the way they've been carrying this story with MJF trying to join the inner circle it's like it would be just hilarious if next week they bring it all to a head. This is all leading to a match of Jericho versus MJF at full gear. So, if the, if the story is progressing the way I think it's progressing, or it looks like it's, going, it's progressing, it uh, this all it just makes this one of those intro chapters of the story. I disagree with Smitty. I do not want to see as soon as full gear. Because they've, I mean, they've virtually been building this since they started AEW. And they come back to it for a couple weeks of them having MJF and Chris Jericho uh, interactions. And then they branch off somewhere else. So they're doing like a real slow build on this one. And I think they'd benefit from doing it at like an all out or a double or nothing. Not necessarily full gear. Um, but I do think this is building towards an eventual Chris Jericho versus MJF match. I just think you have to do it at one of your bigger shows. And I don't feel that full gear, especially with a, you know, limited crowd is the place to do that. You want to do that on your, you know, the show you're all out or you're all in, you know, your first show of the year, or your biggest show of the year with a bigger crowd, in my opinion. That's fair. All right. Um, that's it for us, folks. Okay, folks. Enough of the gay jokes. No? All right. Nobody? Now I'm going to go get some M&M's. Whoa, why, why are you getting M&M's? I like M&M's. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite flavor? Peanut butter? Fudge what brownie? brownie? You piece <laughs> of shit. What's your favorite original flavor? God damn. Plain? <laughs> Hazelnut? <laughs> uh no. Uh I no. No. Wait, what? Like so what are you getting, like Z? Like females, no nuts. I don't know. I I like So how good. do you like your males? No nuts. Lane. Nuts <laughs> <laughs> all dick, got it. <laughs> right, just <laughs> shove it in bitch <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen we are going to be watching Hell in a Cell tonight doing some zoom stuff we'll have Daniel from Pro Wrestling Scorecards on I'm going to throw up fucking live feed Live feed. people for the ring crew will join in when they can join in if they want to join in how they ever want to fucking join in me and Daniel for sure 100% uh, so make sure you're checking out our Facebook uh, facebook.com slash bdrcast go to breakingdownthering.com you can get yourself a fucking merch shop club 
shirts. You can get yourself. Can't get any of the things the guys are other guys are wearing right now at all in any way, <laughs> shape, or form uh, on BreakingDownTheRing.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, also check it out. We've got the chair tees still, the Breaking Down the Ring Pride shirt, Breaking Down the Ring For the People shirt, uh, giving 100% of their profits, uh, the Pride shirt going again to Trevor Project, and, of course, the For the People shirt going 100% of its profits to the NAACP Legal and Defense Fund. You want to go check those out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We are your ring crew. Z. Ready. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> I just want to make sure I got my shit in, guys. Tonic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And just little itty bitty voice in the back. I didn't want her to. Fuck you guys. He broke him. He fucking <laughs> broke him. I'm I'm afraid to ask what I just walked back into. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> 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 how how did you think that MJ Evergreen Jericho was okay, but that was the funniest thing? Oh, uh, because that was the best premature ejaculation I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Spectacular! Oh my RK, god! RKZ right. out of nowhere. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ZKO'd. Um, all right, let's try this again. Uh, we are your ring crew. Z Smitty Konik nineteen and me, the Almighty One, Mikey himself. Thank you again so much for watching. We are out.